Hello. It's the day. Today's it's, the day. Today's the day. <laughs> We're on our way to go hook up with our other podcaster, yes. Corey Taves. Yes. We're mobile, just just like Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> I like that show. Yeah. I love that show. Actually, that show's really good. <laughs> he ripped us off, though. Damn. That's our show idea. Yeah, we don't have coffee, though. And we don't have Lamborghinis. <laughs> well, no, that either. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we're on our way to Keycon. We're uh, going to be podcasting to and fro, back and forth. Up and down. Up and down. Side to side. Um, so, um, we're, we're just joking just before we went on if we're going to get lost on the way there, just like we did last time. <laughs> uh, probably. The answer is probably. For your entertainment value. If people are aware of uh, the way one-way streets work, right? I know there's a lot of places that don't have one-way streets, but when we moved here, it was kind of confusing, and it uh, sometimes actually still is. Yeah, I'm still confused. Yeah. I remember when I moved to this into town where you where you live, I was lost all the time. Yeah, well, actually, we'll, we'll probably, yeah, we'll go this way. We're going to go this way. Which is a one-way street. We're going down Wall oh. Street. Wall where is the Long and McQuaid location that Todd likes to frequent, I think. Yes. yes. So, so we got Dome playing in the background. I don't know if you guys can hear it or not. In case you can't. Oh, where's this one? Who's that bass player? He's so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we're uh, sending, uh, going to be sending our album out to this radio station down in Tennessee and hopefully get them to play it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. What do you want to talk about? Well, let's, let's uh, say a little bit about this uh, thing in Tennessee because they, they, I mean, if they're, if they're listening to the podcast, obviously, I will tag they, them. Will, they will probably be listening to this one. Sure. So uh, they're called Decibel Geek Podcast. Mm-hmm. They're kind of a, they're a KISS-centric podcast, but even more so, they're a, um, the Vinnie Vincent centric podcast. So I stumbled upon these guys a little while ago and they actually have a really great show. Like I really, really enjoy it. Those two guys are hilarious. There's two guys and, um, they're, uh, they got great chemistry together. They're really funny. They really enjoy what they're doing. And, uh, a lot of Southern hospitality, which I like. <laughs> um, I do have ties with, uh, Memphis and Chattanooga from my previous job. So, it's nice to hear the uh, the accent and hear, I don't know, the down-home uh, friendliness of those people. Yeah, it's like back east, but down south. Yeah, actually <laughs> very, very similar to east coast, which is where Todd and I are from, which is New Brunswick. So anyway, so this Decibel Be- Geek podcast, I stumbled upon them because they had an interview with uh, Mick Sweeta from Bullet Boys. He was the guitar player for Bullet Boys. Uh-huh. And I'm a massive Bullet Boys fan. I own every single one of their albums, even the ones that aren't any good. Um, <laughs> but uh, they're on a resurgence right now, and I've always wondered, you know, what the rest of the band's been doing, because Bullet Boys is Mark Torian, or however you want to pronounce his last name. He's the only original uh, member of the band. But the other guys um, are doing stuff together. The three remaining members have a band called Lies, Deceit, and Treachery, and they play Bullet Boys songs, and uh, they have an original song of their own as well. So anyway, so long story short, is that ever the case with me? Um, they had a podcast with Mick Sweeta and it was great. And I'm like, holy shit, these guys are, you know, 
asked really good questions in the interview. So I'm like, what else do they got on there? So I started following their podcast and I found that they had uh, an amazing interview with Mark Slaughter, which Todd, Todd and I are Slaughter fans. Um, they had a good interview with uh, Bruce Kulick, who is... Well, now I'm going to have to look them up and, and take a listen to these because oh. I, I wasn't aware that they had all these. Oh, it's good, but they they, they kind of like the, the music from our day, like the, the 90s, I guess, and um, they like the, uh, they seem to be, have a preference for the non-makeup Kiss era. Okay. Um, anyway, they had Bruce Kulick on the show, and Bruce was just freaking awesome. Um, I, Bruce, I think Bruce Kulick is my favorite Kiss guitarist. When it comes down to it, the number of amazing solos and incredible songwriting that the guy provided for Kiss. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, the latest episode they had, which is probably two weeks old now, they had an interview with um, a Winnipegger. Really? Brent Fitz. Um, Brent Fitz is the drummer for Shake Naked. <laughs> Seventh Heaven. Wow, I haven't heard those names. Harlequin. Wow. Or no, sorry, not Harlequin, Streetheart. Right. Um, and he also had stints in a lot of KISS-related stuff. There was a KISS convention that was held in Winnipeg, the first ever in Winnipeg. And uh, it was uh, Fitzy, or as they call him. Uh, he put it together. Um, and it was him and Todd Kearns. Todd Kearns from... I don't know, I saw that too. Hmm. Um, Todd Kearns is from Saskatchewan. I think he might actually be from Estevan or somewhere over there. Really? Yeah. But um, they're the... Um, Brent and Todd are the rhythm section to Slash's band as well. Small world. With, have one with the Alter Bridge singer. Oh. So that's Slash's band. But Todd Kearns and Brent Fitz, Brent Fitz being the Winnipegger, um, they also, um, Brent Fitz also played for Vince Neil. Um, God, who else? A ton of other, like he's played with so many great uh, artists. But uh, most recently, Gene Simmons is, is on tour with his Gene Simmons band, and he's the drummer. Nice. So now, Gene Simmons' band is being loaned to Ace Frehley to be Ace Frehley's backup band, and Ace Frehley's band is going to open for Gene Simmons. So are they getting along now? Oh, Gene and, Gene and Ace get along like a house on fire. Oh, really? Because Ace has been uh, sober for well, about 10, 12 years now. That's good to hear. Oh, yeah, and they... Uh, and they um, Gene's doing appearances all over the place, uh, selling his vault, which is his 40 years of Gene Simmons. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm sure he's got lots of stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, I think the thing's like 20 pounds. The box is like 20 pounds. Um, and he's, it's $2,000 to buy, to buy it. Wow. But it comes with uh, something from his own personal collection. Like, he's got, like, there's a Gene Simmons action figure, and then there's a one special piece from his own private collection in every box. So this is a special collection. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then what the part of the $2,000 is, if you buy the box set, he will come hand deliver it to you. Really? Yeah. So there's lots of YouTube videos of him. Like, there's one, him and Ace are in someone's living room, sitting on the, um, uh, where do we turn here? Yes, so it is that way. So we do want to go one street over. Yeah, we'll go straight sure. down and then uh, take a left. And then take, yeah, because these are all one ways again. Yeah. Right in the middle of downtown Winnipeg. 
So we were talking about Decibel Geek, but I want to finish this Gene Simmons thing. Okay. So he's, I've been watching tons of these on YouTube. So he'll go to one place and, you know, if there's like seven or eight people that bought the box set, then, you know, he'll come and try to organize it. So he's not handing them a one, like a personal appearance to each, but he'll go, okay, well, there's seven people in Montreal. So I'm going to go to Montreal. We'll go someplace where I can give it to all of them at the same time. Really? Yeah. But no, but (laughs) if you buy the higher end package, he will come to your living room and play in your living room. And play? Oh yeah, he plays. He'll come over and play. Yeah, he comes over and plays. Like Xbox or? (laughs) (laughs) You'd think. Here's a base. But uh, the one, the recent one I watched, him and Ace were in someone's living room, and they were sitting on the mantle, like you know, like the lower mantle of a fireplace. Right. Like they were both sitting there. And they both got acoustic guitars, I think, and uh, they're just playing. Now, was this a promotional video made by no. Jeans people? Or no, was no, this no, no. Video this made is made by the people. Someone who came off their visit? phone. Okay, so someone it wasn't off. a publicity thing. This no. was actual. He actually did the accounting. He's basically losing money on most of the appearances. Right. But he says, "I've got money. Like that. When you've got money, that you spend it." And this is important to him. So, um, anyway, I'm just really. Now, is it on Smith? No. Uh, Gary. Gary. Oh, no. It is Smith. Smith? Yeah, it's got to oh. be Smith. Okay. So, anyway, so, um, anyway, so now Fitz is playing for Simmons. Because Simmons is, he's also doing, like, playing club shows and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And now, like, it's doing really well. He's playing, like, kind of stuff from the box set that you might not hear otherwise. Right. Including a lot of songs that would have never been released. So, this is all of his solo stuff as well as his stuff solo stuff and all and unreleased he's he's got scads like i think there's seven or eight cds on there so like for example like him and ace wrote a song for wendy williams right or they wrote a song together okay now this is this like a recent they wrote songs no 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 this is this is like over the last 40 years okay it even has the first song you ever recorded called my uncle's a raft my uncle's a raft i like the song (laughs) <laughs> because his uncle is like a raft because the raft supports you in troubled waters or something along those lines. Oh. It's very, very entertaining. For someone who doesn't take drugs, it's pretty deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, anyway, so they had the interview with with Fitz and I actually got more in, information on Fitz that I didn't even know. I mean, I've seen Brent play with Shake Naked. Right. God, how many times did we go see Shake Naked? Uh, well, I mean, between the Palladium and... Uh, Night Moves. Night Moves. And, you know... Friday nights. God, I miss that. Friday nights would be live music. Right? Oh, they would record it live on the radio. But nowadays, the music that you make, I mean, just grab a computer, right a couple here. programs, and make your own beat, and uh, there you got a song. It's not really mastering your instrument, but... But um, they, they actually dug into a lot of stuff that Streetheart... Streetheart wrote a lot of songs that other people recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a whole thing with that that was like, oh my God. Like, Anyway, a very informational interview with Brent Fitz... And um, that's why you guys get a lot of points off of me uh, for your podcast because you brought a Winnipeg boy in your show. You gave him all the time. Like, I think it was an hour and 47 minute podcast. <laughs> and um, and it was great. Yeah, like, I really, really enjoyed it. You guys did an awesome job on that interview. So, um, yes, I am now subscribing. <laughs> I've subscribed to your channel and I've listened to a lot of episodes Particularly, you guys got Vinnie Vincent on your show, which blew my freaking mind. <laughs> oh, you had Bobby Rock from Vinnie Vincent as well. That was good. But anyway, good show. Um, 
Yeah, you got a listener. I'm going to actually try to set up a donation to you guys because I don't want you guys to go anywhere. It's a very good show. And if I ever make it down there, I'm coming to your studio to um, to go meet you guys. I'd love to meet you guys. But anyway, um, I'd want to send our Dome CD to them because I think it fits totally in the pocket of what these guys are listening, what you guys play and what you listen to. And, and uh, being the massive Kiss fan that I am, I think it, uh, I don't know, I think it fits fits really well it Brent fits if you might even say go that far <laughs> oh uh, boy so we're where we're, we're where we need to be so I'm gonna drop the podcast off here we're gonna do multiple little skits throughout the weekend wow they get some weird names reserved for chief political officer grand chief reserved for the director of the assembly of Manitoba chiefs wow. well, I guess they all stay at the Radisson oh they do because they have an ownership into the building Okay, so where so, do we park? Um, where do we fit in? All no, this? just keep going. Oh, we just got to keep going up. Yeah. Okay, we got somebody behind us too. <laughs> Probably waiting for us to go. Okay. God, these are narrow. Yeah, my brother's driving a very big vehicle. So um, I think we're going to let you off here. We're going to try to find a parking spot. We're not going to pain you guys with all this reserve. No, we got to find non reserved. Anyway, um, we will be all weekending this. Uh, stuff so that's a verb all weekending Weekending. yes (laughs) just like I tased I tased I tased my way into Keycon this year tased yeah I don't know okay so anyway so we'll see you guys soon bye alrighty see ya Hi, how are you doing? Uh, it's going, it's good. Yeah? I'm doing good, how are you doing? Mm, not too bad. Day after the long weekend, or a couple, or, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm at a dangerous four-way intersection here. Hang on. Oh, is this where we get cut off? <laughs> yeah, no, okay, we're good. Now they decided to shut the street down at work. Oh. So getting out's a little complicated. Bunch of roadblocks. Yeah, so basically they're um, they're shutting it down to fix everything, but it's the only street. It's the only street to get get out of my work to get to the light. So now there's no light to get out of our area. Yeah. Like you have to. Uh, very dangerous. Yeah. 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 So. So. <laughs> how was how was your geek on? It was good. It was good to see uh, to see everybody again, and um, to see Clayton. And no, it was it was, uh, it was really good, really good. I yeah. agree. I had a good time. I think uh, the Clayton thing, the panel, kind of hooking up with people we we don't see very often. That like that was all the highlights for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I, we did. Yeah, we did a lot less of. Uh, roaming around the, the facility this year I think it was more uh, trying to kind of catch up and stuff yeah I like I, I don't feel I did much of Keycon itself though this year yeah we didn't uh, well I think last year we did the board games yeah uh, this year yeah we didn't we didn't do that oh I did actually <laughs> I did one round of oh, board did games you? yeah well there was some newbies there and uh, they kind of didn't know where to go so 
I oh, took right, them to right, each room right. and they're like, oh, let's play a board game. I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> so we played sushi. I think it's called Sushi Yumi. No, Sushi sushi Roll. It's a, kind of a card game. <laughs> sushi Roll? It's bas- You're basically playing a form of poker, I guess, in a way. Uh, oh, just okay. All the cards are, are different types of sushis and you try to group three types of sushis together well, that get, will get you a lot of points. Uh, lesser points, or there's two different types of the same sushis you can group together, and then you add the pudding and other things to to get you more points. And it's kind of like a pokerish type game, really, just with pretty cards. Yeah, like a, a mix of of, of mahjong and uh... mahjong. Mahjong. Did you actually drop mahjong in the conversation? That's pretty interesting. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, you know, most people, you know, they'll say chess or checkers or... I was like, Mahjong. That's <laughs> 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 fucking hilarious. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> crap. Uh, a little bit of part cheesy. <laughs> well, no, because there was two things. Because one, the, the Mahjong is, is two, right? Where you put one, and then when you, when you put the second one on, yeah, it goes away. And then the other one, I was going to say Candy Crush. So they between Mahjong and Candy Crush, because Candy Crush is what three items and you need three, the line. Uh, three items, yeah, I think. Well, three items Mahjong are more. Two. Yeah. yeah, so I was just kind of trying to compare those two. I think there's going to be a Mahjong tournament uh, coming up there between you and me. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I think. Uh, yeah, I guess what I was going to say. I, I don't know if Keycon was any good this year because I was I didn't really go to it. I just happened to be in the building. We were doing all our oh. own stuff, podcast wise, yeah. and we had our own panel. And um, I mean, I, I did go to the masquerade. It was a little underwhelming this year. It was, it was okay. Like all the costumes are good, but there wasn't as many as in other years. Now, did did he tell you what the total or what the tally was? Like, um, how many people were there? No, well, at that time it was true. Like, I always ask when I go to see where they're at, but our badge numbers tell you how many they were at at that point. Okay. And it was 361 or something, maybe was our number. So 361 right. people. Yeah, I, mean, I wonder good, if maybe last year there was more people, I think. I, it really felt that way. It felt really underpopulated this year. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I noticed, like, the, the guest list they had this year, like, maybe it was a bit of a starvation year for guests but they they didn't have they usually have like one or two like established authors like for you know science fiction or fantasy or something but i think this year they don't they they didn't have any that i was aware of that were listed um it just seemed like they had they did have a writer but it was a game a gaming writer like someone who writes games but usually in other years, like when they have that sort of author in there, they usually still have an established like fantasy, uh, fantasy or science fiction writer. And you know, and when in doubt, they always bring Robert Sawyer in, who's from Winnipeg, and they usually have him up there. But I didn't even see him there this year, which I thought was odd. So I don't know if we lost some people to maybe the the Jets goings on, or are we? Well, the, I mean, the whiteout was. I think it was here. Was it here on Friday and Sunday? Friday and Sunday, yeah. So I mean, Keycon is Friday through Sunday. So I mean, I mean, a lot of people may not have wanted to be anywhere near downtown. Yeah. Uh, during that, or they're really into hockey and they just chose hockey over 
over the cone. But. Yeah, and there's other things that go on too. I know a lot of people, like I noticed on some of the boards that uh, are on the Keycon Facebook page, you know, some people just couldn't make it because, well, I can't get the weekend off from my work. And I'm thinking, well, some people couldn't get the weekend off from work because their co-workers are probably booking time off to go do the Jets thing. Yeah, that could be too. So, like... A lot of variables, yeah. Yeah, a lot of variables. I was I was disappointed in the number. I would like to see the number higher. Um, um, but I, I, I did say this already, and I will say it again. Um, if Keycon wants to bring us on as a uh, guest next year, like a real guest, right? like bring the podcast on. Um, I mean, not that we don't promote the crap out of it, but we could have more presence on, on the panels. Um, I'm not going to say what panels I was on that I was in or so that I went to. I did only go to one. And we talked about this. I don't, I really don't want to slam Keycon. But um, the one thing I would highly recommend is having moderators in those panels to keep the panels flowing and to limit the amount of uh, limit the crosstalk yeah there was crosstalk going on and then there was also an issue with um, some people hogging hogging the panel like people in the audience like I think they let they allowed too much too many questions from the audience um, in the panel we were in and it was incredibly disruptive to the point that I didn't even want to ask a question anymore because um, well actually the the panel is usually in the panel and then usually at the very end yeah uh, that's when the questions are. Now I can't. Was that was that the case, or were those questions during? That's, no, you're right. That's usually the way that it goes. Um, and that's a from having a business background, having worked in the business world my whole career. You know, when you're having a meeting or you're having anything like that, the first thing they teach you is if you're going to have a meeting, you don't entertain questions until the end. Otherwise, your meeting gets disrupted and you don't go through all the all the topics that you wanted to discuss. Right. So generally, you know, the idea in a general meeting, which really is what a panel is, is you want to um, you want to say everything you want to say right up front. Mm-hmm. Um, every statement you want to make about whatever the topic is, um, 